Good evening. Hey, what shall we discuss this evening? Questions? Yes, Kamalaksha. Um, in Sri Ramaraja's book, Sri Guru and His Grace, he gives a diagram of the holy name, the circle, and within it there's the smaller circle of the Diksha Mantras. So, looking at the graphic, I'm left wondering why do we chant the Diksha Mantras? Because the mm-hmm. holy name takes from the lowest to the highest, and there. Right. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, the idea there is that, um, first of all, the the holy name is non-different from Krishna. That's the teaching. And therefore, as Krishna is independent, the name is independent, so the name is also independent. And the measure of his independence is sometimes stressed or emphasized by way of saying that he, the name, Nam Prabhu is not dependent upon Diksha. Hmm? And, um, of course, persons misunderstand that and think, well, well, I don't need to get initiated or I don't need to get Diksha. Um, and um, they misinterpret it by way of thinking, I don't need to get the name from a sadhu, which is also a kind of initiation. Or they misinterpret it to me, I've got the holy name from Sadhu, blessing to chant, but I don't need to receive the Diksha Mantras. Hmm. These would be two um, misconceptions. Um, and often based on the uh, statement that the name is independent of Diksha. Hmm. So, it's true that the name is independent of Diksha, that he can do whatever he wants. But what does he want to do? That is the, the next question. And um, it's clear that he wants us to uh, associate with sadhus and receive him through them, they who are the bearers of his uh, of bhakti. Hmm? Um, they're moving in the world only for his purpose, and so on and so forth. Therefore, it's said that two things that... To offend the sadhu is an offense to the name, hmm? and also to disrespect the guru is an offense to the name. So, if we avoid the necessity to receive the name from the guru, then we commit offense hmm? by disregarding the guru. Hmm? And by offense to Harinam, then we cannot uh, receive the uh, the fruit of chanting the holy name. With regard to then the diksha also, um, then the guru also gives the diksha and and diksha mantras, which are the name of Krishna in the dative case rather than in the vocative case, as we have in the Nam Mantra, and arranged in a certain way, and that for the purpose of facilitating Saranagati, surrender, which is the outer expression of Shraddha, faith, which constitutes our eligibility, which we want to increase 
increase our eligibility like we pray in the morning, Sebadi Kardie, to Tulsi, to Vrindavan. Increase my adhikar, my eligibility for participating in all of these ideas and so forth. Um, eligibility and understanding one's eligibility, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has said, is the, uh, the um, what do you say, the, the sign of beauty, something like that. Hmm? In other words, to know your place is, is becoming, to not know your place is unbecoming. So while we're, our place is in bhakti, we're not all um, at the same stage of bhakti. So they're, therefore the association of devotees, well that's a broad term, Rupa Goswami, for example, has broken it down into three types of devotees. There are devotees who are less advanced than ourselves, and then there are peers to ourselves, and then there are those who are more advanced than ourselves. And how we'll associate with the three groups will differ. Hmm? Um, two of the less advanced devotees will try to help them with our peers. We'll. Um, encourage one another and so forth um, and uh, superiors then we'll offer our our service and so forth so um, so so at any rate the holy name uh, in the in the um, in the mantra is in is arranged in such a way as to help us improve in terms of saranagati, which is the outer, say, the outer expression of shraddha, faith, which is our eligibility. Hmm? We're eligible to tread the path based on our faith. We want to increase our eligibility, and um, and that means knowing our place, for example, in sadhu sangha, how to associate with different devotees, and and so on and so forth. Uh, the, the Vaishnava of etiquette and and so on. All these things are are very um, are they, they ornament the devotee. So to not know your place, even materially speaking, it's very unbecoming. Obviously, so same holds true in bhakti. So uh, we want to increase our eligibility, our faith, which corresponds with our sharanagati, our. Um, Surrender our embrace of of the the idea of uh, depending upon Krishna. Hmm? That Krishna is my maintainer. That Krishna is my protector. The acceptance of things that are favorable to bhakti and the rejecting of things that are unfavorable to bhakti. Hmm? The cultivation of dainya humility and self kind of. Um, I would just say um, abnegation, turning myself over, uh, like like a like a domestic animal, is the idea. So this is Sharanagati. It's sixfold. Anukula se sankalpa pratikula se vardaram rakshikshati divishvasvo gopritve varnam tata atmanikshepakar panye sadvidha Sharanagati. And Sharanagati as a whole is an anga of bhakti. Hmm. Bhaktivinoda has done a lot of work with the concept of Sharanagati. He wrote a songbook entitled Sharanagati, Songs 
for each of the limbs of Sharanagati. Um, and he beautifully explained uh, this point, how Sharanagati is the external expression of Shraddha. Faith is somewhat of an intangible thing, it would seem. certainly thought to be such in the world today. It's thought to be a departure from reason. Of course, we don't think of it like that. We think that reason is beautified when it works in conjunction with or as an ornament of or in the service of faith, hmm? which is something that comes from up to down. Faith is tangible, not intangible. It's the absence, uh, it, it involves the absence of doubt, which is lends to freedom of movement. As I often say, faith, quoting the Gita, is the animating principle in life, and certainly in bhakti, it is the animating um, principle. So faith is tangible, but it's, but Bhakti Vinod has made it that much more so, in a sense, if you will, by by explaining, and, and appropriately so, that Sharanagati is the outer expression. So it's not, it's not a fence-sitting affair. Faith is actually an active um, uh, fair, affair and, and culture, and uh, it takes this shape, this form. Hmm? The center of that form is is Gopritve Varanam Tata, Rakshikshatati Vishpashpo. Exchangeably, inter- interchangeably, these are considered to be the Swaruplakshana, the primary characteristic of Sharanagati. Krishna is my maintainer, Krishna is my protector. Now you, you think how that you know p- plays out, because we're always busy maintaining ourselves and protecting ourselves and worrying about it and so forth. So, hmm? That Krishna will protect me, Krishna will uh, ma- maintain me. That's hmm? a big thing, actually. Govardhan Leela very much depicts this Sharanagati, hmm? where they were resigned themselves to take shelter of Krishna, hmm? and 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 it it also the Leela exemplifies the, the conclusion of the Gita, where Krishna make, uses this word Sharanagati. He says Sarvadharma Pratyaja, Mamekam Sharanam Braja. So. Um, to have exclusive faith, ma may come in Krishna, not in any other god or goddess who normally would be petitioned for this, that, and the other thing. If I have them all together, I'll be protected and I'll be maintained. I worship the sun god for my health. I worship this god for that, this goddess for that. Need a little knowledge, Saraswati, bring her into the picture. And this is this way. There's so many gods and goddesses presiding over all of the different. Uh, uh, senses and their activities and the internal organ and so on and so forth and so <laughs> it's a it's just like you know you, you used to be in times gone by you have a family well first son will be a doctor second son will be a lawyer third son will be oh it's a daughter well I would do something with her too <laughs> used to be thought like that <laughs> in times gone by unfortunately but anyway the idea was that through expansion of the family we would maintain and protect ourselves that much more. Hmm? Now it's quite different. I, th- I heard a couple years back that every child in North America costs a family to, to get an education through high school, which is like till about, you're about 18 in, in, in the North American system. 
cost $250,000. So I don't know if they ever pay that back. <laughs> it takes a lot to maintain the children. But it used to be that the children will help me. They'll put, we'll, we'll give them jobs in and they'll work in the farm and one will be a doctor, as they say, one will be a lawyer and so on and so forth. So we had a more pragmatic um, side to it. Now the children have become uh, the gods and they remain children until they're even into their 50s sometimes with life crises and reinventing themselves and so forth. So, <laughs> so, uh, so Krishna is my maintainer, Krishna is my protector. This is the Sarup Lakshan of Sharanagati. Hmm? So, Bhakti Manon is very nicely given this uh, idea that gives, as they say, a, a tangible kind of shape, a form to Shraddha, to faith, which is... Given a shape to faith. And again, faith is often thought to be rather kind of intangible and how do you hold on to it? Is it it's a deviation from reason and so on and so forth. So this is a very different idea, obviously, of faith, divine faith. In the Gita, it is mentioned three kinds of faith in the modes of nature, Rajas, Sattvas, and Thomas. In Bhagavatam, the fourth type of faith is mentioned as well. Faith in, in bhakti. Faith in me, Krishna says. And that is transcendental. So, this is the kind of faith we're talking about from the seers. Hmm? To see that what, is, uh, what is unseen, otherwise not seeable. So to increase that faith, hmm? to become more, to, to, that, the, that the stage, the dramatic stage of Sharanagati will be in place. This is the idea. Because it is on the stage of Sharanagati that the drama of Krishna Leela will be performed. So, um, when we come to the stage of the, using the same word but with a different meaning, the developmental stage of Ruchi, where Nadanam Nadanam Nasundaram is the Tatastalakshan, the marginal characteristic, Ruchi is this stage in bhakti is devoid of any interest in in the world. It's so much unconcerned with the world that it becomes unconcerned with the Jagadish, the Paramatma. And he's pushed out of the heart where he's said to, said to reside for the sake of conceptualization and meditation. He's the size of a thumb inside of the heart and so forth. Hmm. So he's, he's well, to speak of the world, well, he, what he, that which he presides over, the world desires, he's out of the heart. I've no interest in him. It's a, such a strong statement. No interest in the Paramatma. Mama Janmani Janmani but the Pranishwar, then I have a new Ishwar, a new Lord of my life, and my life is not a, is a life of love now. Therefore, I have no other interest, hmm? only in Bhakti. Hmm? Now, at this point, real spiritual desire begins to manifest. Hmm? Attachment to bhakti. Hmm? 
And as I've said before, this stage of Ruchi, this developmental stage of Ruchi, in which the theatrical stage, the dramatic stage of Sharanagati is erected, is in, in place. This stage, this taste, Ruchi means taste, this taste is specific. If it is not specific, if it were not specific, it would not have a corresponding, specific corresponding object of faith. Hmm? Neither would it be consistent. Hmm? So yeah, this is an important point. So the Ruchi stage, hmm, there are actual spiritual desires that, that, that begin to manifest. Hmm? And they're specific. It means a specific a taste for bhakti in a particular sentiment as its very, very, very early beginnings. Hmm? It's a blessing from the, like the moon rays, soothing moon rays of bhakti. Open the lotus of the heart. Hmm? And so now there's life, life on the other side. After all, you know, life on that side. Nisht is different. I don't want a life on that side, and I'm busy with bhakti to keep it from manifesting in my heart. And sometimes I feel like I'm like nowhere. I haven't got a taste for the world, interest for the world, and I have no taste for bhakti. Sometimes the taste comes. So now in Ruchi it's different. You come over the other side. You're on the down slope, so to speak, into the valley of of love, which is the destination, the valley of Prem. Hmm? And so, there is no interest in the world, and because there's interest in another world. Hmm? That's the driving force. In the words, a good offense is the best defense, because he's cultivated, she's cultivated, Bhakti, now it's bearing the fruit of a taste for bhakti, and a specific taste that has a corresponding object which will manifest in the next developmental stage, asakti. In other words, if we love in sakya rasa, if we love in madhurya rasa, then Krishna will appear slightly different. Hmm? In asakti stage. The, 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 the object of love we become attached to. Hmm? In Ruji, we become attached to bhakti. In, in, in Asakti, we attach to bhakti and the object of bhakti. So the object of bhakti comes into view. And it, this object is Krishna. And the bhakti is specific, so the Krishna is specific. Hmm? Appearing with, different, with, with an emphasis on different qualities, hmm? for example. Forms slightly different, how he will dress and, and so forth. But certain qualities will, will, will stand out in Madhurya Rasa or stand out in Sakya Rasa. Hmm? So because this object is specific, hmm? I'm saying the taste is specific. This isn't a fleeting taste that comes and goes. Hmm? It's specific and it's enduring. Hmm? Therefore, of course, if it's flickering, it doesn't correspond with a particular object. Hmm? Hmm? So, in, in this developmental stage of Ruchi, then the theatrical stage of Sharanagati is complete because now you're not depending on anybody in the world, not even the Paramatma. Mm-hmm. Hmm? 
So you are dependent upon the, the Pranishwar, the Lord of your life. You have a new life, a life of love. And 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 so Mama Janmani Janmanishwari this Ishwar, a different Ishwar. Yam Shama Sundaram Achintugunasvarupam and Premanjana Charita Bhakti Vilarjanena. Now the eyes have been smeared with the ointment of love, this so the picture's changing in the heart. All the desires are gone. The Lord who presides over the desires has nothing to do, so he goes somewhere else. Eh? He replaced hmm? with the lovable object. In bhakti, the paramatma is not particularly lovable. Hmm? Therefore, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we're not interested in Shantarasa, the object of which is paramatma. Hmm? In paramatma is still. Hmm? And and the Shantarasa is still. Shantarasa is not concerned with the leelas of Krishna, not concerned with the qualities of Krishna, just concerned with the form hmm, of Bhagavan, Paramatma. Hmm? So, when this stage is established, hmm, you can say, when, when, the, when the theatrical stage of, of Sharanagati metaphorically speaking, is established in the heart, then you can say that the drama is coming to a theater near you very soon. Very soon the drama will appear in your heart. The object, the hero, the stage is there, now the actors can come. If you don't have the stage, don't expect the actors to show up and for the... You know, this Ruchi is about establishing the stage and determining the cast. Hmm? Who will the cast be? Hmm? Precisely. Which Krishna will it be, for example? <laughs> and so on. Hmm? Then in Asakti, the, the cast assembles, the stage is there. Everybody ready? Go into Bhava Bhakti and the drama unfolds. Hmm? And lo and behold, you're part of the movie. Hmm? There you are. Hmm? And it's all being performed. You're a Sharanagata, and now beyond that, now you want to become a Premika, hmm? a full player uh, in the Leela. So to arrive at this, to for the Adhikar, hmm, the eligibility, the Shraddha, to reach the point uh, where Sharanagati is fully in place, this is important. Hmm? And this is primarily then what the Diksha Mantra is there to help us for because, for example, as I mentioned earlier, the names in the mantra are in the dative case. That means to Krishna, to Govinda, to Gopijana Balala. Hmm? I give myself, I, it's saying like this, I give myself. I, I, so it's a giving, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, well, the whole, it's the act of surrender, it's, it's, it's cultivating that consciousness. This is most appropriate for sadhana bhakti. Longing in love, that is most appropriate for bhava bhakti. There will be some over- overlapping, obviously. There will be some longing. Hmm? Also, the nature of the longing is usually a little bit different in sadhana bhakti, but as the idea becomes clearer, the longing will become more specific. And of course, longing is, is, is the uh, condition, lolasa, hmm? 
in uh, in bhava bhakti and sharanaktis are already in in place hmm? so therefore the diksha mantras they're important yes the name is more generous hmm? and to make that point it's said oh the name is independent doesn't even it doesn't even is even dependent independent of diksha hmm? but to avoid diksha is to offend the name so don't misunderstand the teaching therefore we should receive the name otherwise we disrespect the guru that's namaparad therefore the system is yes Krishna is independent he can do what he wants what does he want this is what he wants he wants us to receive the name from sadhu and he wants us to receive the diksha mantra also so the, the name is more generous that means in Sridhar Maharaj's example of the larger circle it touches down to anybody hmm for example, people hear the name when we do kirtan, and um, they have no qualification. Hmm? So the name is generous. Hmm? Goes and starts his, his his work there through the heart of the Vaishnava, surfaces on the tongue, enters our ear, goes in our heart, and 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 starts his work of some kind of sweeping, sweeping, sweeping. Hmm? So. When that sweeping reaches a certain point, at the, but at the discretion of the guru, then the name is given in another form, in the dative case, in a formula, in the mantras, the diksha mantras, and that's to, supposed to help us take advantage of the liberated name. The name is liberated, so it's independent. Vinatlam nama namino, what is it? Nama Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigra Puna Shuddha Nitya Mukta Vinatvam Nama Namino The name is liberated but the liberated nature of the name is difficult for the condition, materially conditioned soul to take advantage of. Hmm? So um, in the form of the Diksha Mantra in the Maha, in Nama Mantra there's no appeal is made there. In the Diksha Mantra an appeal is, is made. Hmm? and a focus on Sharanagati. And the mantra also corresponds with the, with the deity hmm, in relation to how the realm of ritual, archan, is, uh, is conducted. Hmm, and participation in this is very helpful for the students. Hmm. And so the mantra is required for that participation. Hmm, and... Um, while one may not be able to take advantage of the liberated name entirely due to their conditioning, hmm, through the realm of ritual and participation there, they can develop greater um, eligibility and, and it's, it's, it, there are rules to this also, so it, it tends to um, form a, a good uh, kind of um, lifestyle and so forth that's conducive and and uh, to the culture and so forth. So, uh, someone may sit, for example, and we say, okay, we want you to chant three lakhs a day and then fall asleep. But if we tell, tell them, okay, you've got to cook now, and if you don't cook, you won't eat, and you have to offer to the deity, and now the deity wants to go to sleep, you've got to put the deity to sleep, now he wants to wake up, he wants to hear a song, sing a song. So the deity can keep us very busy. Hmm. Uh, so, so it's useful, and we see this in the tradition. And for that, then... Uh, the mantra is also required. 
hmm, corresponds with the deity. The Gaur Mantra, the Itinanda Gayatri, Krishna Mantra, Krishna Gayatri, so on and so forth. Hmm. So, it's useful in that. And in, in a general, hmm, because of its its being, its focus, hmm, on Sharanagati can help us to, uh, in terms of being able to take advantage of the name. So at a certain point, it reaches its efficacy. Hmm? The efficacy of the mantra is, is attained. Still, one will chant, set example, and so forth, But and, and then the name hmm, takes us the dist- distance. Therefore, it's said in Chaitanya Charitamrita, what? Krishna, mantra, hobe, hmm, Krishna, mantra, hobe, poibe, hobe, Samsar Mochan. Hmm? Krishna Mantra, Samsar Mochan. Krishna Nam, hmm? Krishna Charan. In there, the short version. But by, by Krishna Mantra, you will attain Samsar Mochan. You will become free from Samsar. Hmm? This will end the world. Hmm? And by Krishna Charan, by Krishna Nam, you will attain Krishna Charan, the feet of Krishna. Hmm? That is more than moksha, moksha plus, that is a post-liberated uh, attainment. You could attain liberation and not the feet of Krishna. Hmm? Um, so, of course, the nature of the sangsar mochan from Krishna mantra is will be peculiar as well. Hmm? It will take us to the stage of bhava, hmm? where the work of nam then continues. Hmm? And nam and this chanting kirtan and the smaranam that it fosters naturally. Kirtana prabhave, smarana svabhave. The nam, kirtan, naturally fosters meditation. So as it does so, then these two together become the combined means for attaining the goal. That's why you see, for example, in Sanatana Prabhu's Brigad Bhagavatamrita, this is the final um, leg of the journey of the of Gopakumar, hmm? he did Nam Kirtan of the of the favorite names of Krishna, hmm? and corresponding Lilasmarnam, and he attained his destination. Hmm? He became Sarup in Goloka. Hmm? So this is the way, hmm? and in our way in the Bhaktivedanta Paribar, again this point is emphasized that the power of Kirtan. We bring about meditation. And Ripa Goswami says that that the the limb of smarnam, the, the, the smarnam on the lila, and the and the meditative seva, hmm, he mentions three things as the the means that uh, constitute raganuga bhakti, the way, the path, remembering the lilas, hmm, serving in a meditative. In a, in a in a in a in a sadaka deha, and in a meditative body, seva, hmm? it's a it's a seva, and meditation, and what else? Shravanam, kirtanam, hmm? angas of bhakti, that will support that activity. So the idea that kirtan fosters meditation is right there in in bhakti rasamrita sindhu in the words of Rupa Goswami bhakti Siddhanta. This is a, a verse. That um, a poem, really, Vaishnav K, after he sat and chanted, what well, was it, a billion names or something, and he 
he made this poem, Who, who is a Vaishnav? And this is one of the powerful lines in it. Kirtana Prabhavi, Smarana Swabhavi, by the power of Kirtan, hmm? meditation, internal meditation, will arise naturally. This was his experience. Hmm? And so this is how he taught. And of course it corresponds with, for example, in Raghavad Machandrik of, of Sri Vishvanachakritakar, he says that this kind of um, knowledge required for meditation can be arrived at in three ways. The Diksha Guru can give the knowledge, the Siksha Guru can give the knowledge in the form of information that gives us some way to focus our, our mind in relation to our eternal ideal, or it may arise naturally through sadhana. Hmm. So, in the estimation of Bhakti Siddhanta, because so much went on in the name of giving the knowledge that that uh, was a somewhat of a, a sleight of hand, hmm, fraudulent, if you will, um, he emphasized this other natural, if you will, method by sadhana. Hmm. Sadhana following a line in which the, the teaching has come that's all pointing in that direction. So, in the, in the implication there is Gurudeva has given you a sadhaka deha, and you are supposed to serve in the sadhaka deha and the siddha deha. But you can only effectively serve in the sadhaka deha as much as you are effectively serving in a siddha deha. That obviously, excuse me, in a sadhaka deha. You can only effectively serve in a siddha deha as much as you're effectively serving in a sadhaka deha. We want to serve in the Siddha Deya, but then we're not so eager to engage the Sadhaka Deya. Or we want to engage the Sadhaka Deya only in contemplation, so we may not have the adhikar for that, eligibility for that. Hmm? So in this way, there's uh, there's a uh, significant uh, purpose. Also, it's said, as I said, the, the Sangsara Mochan is, is peculiar in our line, so... Um, it will deliver us the mantra Krishna Nam, but in the context of doing so, Bhava Bhakti is liberated Bhakti, hmm? therefore it's called Siddhi, hmm? even though there is more perfection to, to be developed from there, Bhava being the ray of Prem, the churning of the Bhava turns into Prem. Still, um, Bhava is, 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 is liberation in Gaudiya. Mm-hmm. Terminology. I mean, not it. Well, in Baba, one's liberated. But the nature of the liberation is peculiar. So, therefore, when it said Krishna mantra sankara mochan gives liberation, it's a peculiar type of liberation because it frees one from the world, and it has it inside of the mantra is the relationship with Krishna. So it's come out. Hmm? So very important. Hmm? Then, with that in place, that sambanda in place in terms of realization, then one's bhakti hmm, is fully informed. Now the kind of kirtan you can do is different. Hmm? It will be, the emotive component of bhakti will be operative, not just the physical going through the motions. Hmm? So, inside the mantra, therefore, it's sometimes said, a relationship with Krishna is found. Therefore, 
Govindaya, Gopijana Balabhaya, Krishnaya, different words indicating different different sentiments. Hmm? And so as we receive, so it will come, and so a particular kind of samsara motion. Hmm? It doesn't, not again, it doesn't, it's not speaking about impersonal liberation. Hmm? But liberation into bhava, now there's still something to be done. Hmm? So it's very important. People think, oh, it's a Brahman, it's, it has, it's, it's the Varnashram, it's the, it's the Brahman thing, and Bhakti said now to try to combine the two, in a sense, that's a whole other discussion, but the Diksha Mantra in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is not to do with the, with the um, Varnashram. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but with, it's the Bhagavat Mark itself. Do you understand? Does that answer your question? Yes, it answers my question. I'm, I'm try to understand it. Okay. Yeah. Anything else on that? I'm trying to remind me when you mentioned the Sansala Moksha is the same when when Srupa Goswami wrote Ambalavacharya was quite disappointed because when he mentioned about Moksha and say Vaishnavas never thinking in Moksha is this uh, is related? Palabacharya? Yeah, remember when the Anjiva Goswami was there? That is different. Rupa Goswami has a verse. He says that karma, karma, and gyan are pisachis. Hmm? So gyan means moksha, means they're witches. They haunt the heart. Hmm? But he doesn't say that. This is what Balava thought he said. Hmm? And this is the point that that Jiva said to have corrected him, Balava. Because Balaba took exception that you cannot say that Gyan and Karma are witches. They are mentioned in the scriptures. And they are for people who have that eligibility. Some have eligibility for Gyan, some have eligibility for Karma, some have eligibility for Bhakti, depending on their association. So you cannot call them witches. It's an exception to this. But Jiva Swami said, no, you don't understand the verse. He says, the desire for karma and jnana is a witch. Hmm? Not karma and jnana, but the desires for them, they haunt the heart. Hmm? They haunt the heart. And then Krishna doesn't want to go there. There's ghosts there. <laughs> He's afraid of ghosts, apparently. No. No. He will go. He will go and chase them out. He's a ghost buster. <laughs> but uh, as much as they remain there, then this is the problem. So, therefore, Kaviraj Goswami says the same thing that Bancha, what does he say? Is this Dhamartakam of Bokshadi? Yeah, and Tarnam Kaitava. And I call them call it cheating. Tarnam, their name is cheater. In a word, they're called cheating, these desires. Because they cheat you out of the, what, what the heart's prospect uh, is if there's room for bhakti to come in, if bhakti's allowed to take over the heart. Hmm? What you will, you will attain your heart's ideal. Hmm? 
We will never come close to that through karma, jnana, or moksha, or karma jnana, or dharma artha kama, any of these things. Dharma artha kama, not even moksha, therefore prem purusharta, prem panchama purusharta, the fifth idea. Turiyatita gopala, the fifth thing, beyond moksha. Prem, prem. What else? Yes. I was talking with Justin about his memoir. With who? With Justin Nilabais. Justin. Justin, yeah. yes. Uh, about his memoir and about writing about your own life and revealing like intimate details and emotions and things like that. And I was thinking that in relation to bhakti and as a practitioner. For example, I write about my own life and my own imperfections and <laughs> rather shameful things. And I was wondering, is like Justin was talking about the idea of like, um, as a writer, you have to know where, where the limit is and you have to use restraint and you have to kind of, um, what was the word that he used? Avoid oversharing. Yeah, something like that. And I was wondering that in relation to bhakti, like, is there a moment where you reveal too much of your, like, imperfection, so you kind of, like, discourage others or make bhakti seem seem less than, kind of like, I don't know how to Mm -hmm. say this very eloquently, but... um, I don't know why I get so emotional. I think I understand what you're saying, yeah. I, I have a couple comments um, on that. First of all, I think that while there's, that may be true that there are um, limits or there should be limits to the extent to which a writer in a confessional style of writing bears their their heart and stands naked before the audience and so forth. But at the same time, those who push those limits are the ones that really get noticed. Hmm? It's like, oh, you almost almost shouldn't have said that, something like that. That, that, that. I've heard that said about certain poets, songwriters, and so forth. And and um, and uh, so I I, th- I think that. Um, um, that there's a place for pushing the the the, the limits, and um, and and there may be a place for setting limits um, as well, but but hmm. um, then as general, then in relation to bhakti. Hmm, it's a little bit different. I think you're talking about it in one way, and um, of course, my thought about it goes in a different direction. We we, we we see that great devotees, for example, they write about bhakti and their experience, and they tend to uh, speak often about their experiences with. Uh, with limits, and that 
in particular in terms of their internal positive experience. Narottam and Thakur, in fact, cautioned about that. So there are rare instances where, for example, Bhakti Vinod and Babhatranga kind of bared his soul and said, revealed his, his inner bhajan and so forth. So there is an example of pushing the limits and we're all like very thankful for that and so on and so forth. And he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> there shouldn't have done uh, So um, it's a higher example of the same thing I'm talking about and it stands out, of course, to us with what he has said there and so on. But what you're talking about is a little different, of course, and... Um, and um, if we write about bhakti on a lower level, we're writing about all of my shortcomings in bhakti, how I didn't rise to the occasion or something like that, and, and so on and so forth. And um, so the question then, I understand it is, well, you know, should I put a limit on that? Because people might think, this is too hard. <laughs> it sounds like she's having a hard time there. I don't know if I want to take up that that path and so forth. I don't really think that that's, uh, you know, while there may be some limits, I, I really don't think that that's too much of a problem because um, I think that that, um, that that kind of writing about a bhakti, you know, is, is about a spiritual person writing about their spiritual journey and so forth. And I think it's very realistic and there are there are real issues to deal with, and and it's not an easy path. I mean, we could write about it in such a way that it seemed really easy, and and sometimes we say it's user friendly and so forth. Well, yeah, it is in comparison to certain other paths and so forth. It's very user friendly, but it's very it's not it's rarely attained the ideal, and 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 so forth. And there there are many. Um, obstacles and so on and so forth. So I don't think that that there is really much we can do, it, much room for error in writing on the low end as to the problems. As long as we're writing on it, we're working on it, and that's uh, that itself stands out. Like goodness, and I might identify with that or another thing, or uh, that 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 is a that you've come across, for example, in your path and you're poeticizing and speaking about, writing about, and and then there may be things that, wow, that, that's not as bad for me as it is for you. And um, and knowing you, probably, you know, nobody's going to say it's worse for me than, <laughs> than it, 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 in the way that you, you know, write about it. So you don't have, probably don't have to worry about that. <laughs> But just the fact that someone is writing, you know, and, and that's and that, and they're on the path, and despite these things and so forth, I, I think that's very encouraging. So I, I wouldn't be too cautious um, about about that, and I don't want to underplay the advice of an experienced writer like like Justin and so forth in his coaching advice. But um, again, I go go back to material examples, and there are some persons that shocked people with their writing about themselves sometimes and that but they became I'm thinking in particular a couple famous poem poem famous songs and and uh, and um, that um, that that kind of 
you know, willingness to do so and so forth, and or necessity. It's it's everybody's hiding themselves. <laughs> Let's face it, everybody's cosmetic. You know, uh, hiding themselves, camouflaging themselves. This is what the whole material world is about. That's why I said sometimes sadhu sangha, we should sit in a room every night, and now it's your turn to talk. So how did you fall short today? Hmm? And so you have to say, now next person, next person. So either you're going to stop coming to those meetings or you're going to start changing your life because <laughs> it was your turn to speak. You don't want to have to say that again. Um, it's kind of like, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous or something. You know, you know I'll just <laughs> sit there and say, and this is what I did, and I, and I did that, and it's terrible, and that's, and that's me, and that's what I'm really like. So the whole world is kind of camouflaging, trying to hide themselves. And bhakti is also synonymous with the, the bhakta word is also sometimes synonymous with satam, who's honest, truthful. So, um, and, and, and some of the writings of Bhakti Vinod where he's depicting himself as fallen, these are honest feelings about okay. himself. Hmm? When he says, Amarji, um, what, yeah, what is the name of that song? That song is called um, Anadi Karma Vole. Uh, the fruits of anadi karma, and I've been reaping them since time immemorial, and so on and so forth. So it's very like, it's, you almost get like, whoa, I don't, I don't know if I want to read that. He's, he's just saying that about himself and, and so forth. So it's it's an honest feeling, of course, that he has. This Incidentally, that song, anadi karma pole, which is about attachment to the fruits of one's actions and so forth, is his verse hmm, that um, that his song that corresponds with the developmental stage of, as- of asakti, which is attachment to Krishna. So it's very interesting because he writes about it in reverse. Hmm? The implication is that that in order to have attachment for Krishna, that constitutes the developmental stage of asakti, one has to be unplugged from all this. Anadi karma and all the worldly preoccupation and so forth. So, so to be honest, and like I say, everyone's camouflaging themselves. Everyone's putting on makeup, hmm? <laughs> right? And um, our uh, ideas is, is, is different. That's why we're not so popular. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what's the time? All right, we'll stop there. She, she, Gauji Gopal, ki jai. Puri Vaishnava Guru Parampara ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanande. Gaur Premanande.